We don't make much money That should come as no surprise We got trouble before we left So we wouldn't have to spend much tonight Welcome in, listeners. Thank you so much for this uh, pleasure of me coming across your stereo sound system, your headphones, whatever the fuck I'm coming across. Thank you so much for those of you listening can continue to listen. I apologize. There's been a lack of Wednesday episodes. Like I said, I've been really busy trying to get people on on Saturdays. I think I'm ahead of the game. I should be able to start getting Wednesday editions out there. This is fun and enjoyable. I hope you're telling more and more people about them. Tell them to skip the first 20 episodes. I fucking sucked at it. But if you're enjoying the Saturday episodes and you really like that instead, maybe I'll just turn it into a Saturday edition. Maybe even change the whole podcast in general. I've been contemplating that. I don't know yet. I do enjoy talking sports. I'm trying to get more people on about sports to get in here. If not, I, I like talking to people about conspiracy theories and whatnot and climate change, whatever it's going on, whatever I find interesting. Hopefully, you guys find it interesting as well. So, hopefully, that continues to be successful. Unfortunately, today, there's no uh, inspirational, motivational quote. There's no awesome athlete of the week. Maybe I'll do that next week or get back on it. But uh, I know I wanted to talk about a couple of things before I just keep throwing out Saturday edition. So hope you enjoy the Mark Shaw edition. We got coming up this one. His name's Ilko. Ilko, I'm probably butchering that. But he's a climate. He studies the ocean. And he studies climate. The, the climate change. I can say climatology. That's not a fucking thing. But he studies the ocean. He studies the climate change. It's a really interesting uh, conversation. Basically, how we need to change as a species, change as people to save this world that we're both that we're all living on as humans and as uh as as animals as well. So it's interesting. Uh, he has some great facts. So be sure to take a listen on that. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Anyway, so what's going on in sports? Well, I want to get a baseball. Then mostly, of course, it's the NBA because it's the only thing going on as of now. So the fun thing about baseball, not the really fun thing. The problem with baseball, like I said, it's got a boring issue. And here's another boring issue we talked about. Zach Greinke against Ozzy Albies. Well, that took fucking forever to happen. It took two minutes in between pitches. You heard me right. Two minutes. It was a funny video looped over each other the kentucky derby race itself lasted just as long as zach Rinke and ozzy Albee between two pitches yeah figure that out baseball there's a clock let's get it going 15 seconds get get, get the ball get going put in the mark burley effect the mark burley rule he caught the ball let's go let's get going get you off your rhythm uh, something needs to change like i said bo- baseball is becoming more and more boring it's not it's, it's not as entertaining to people like you'll find out in a couple of Saturdays, you'll get my big belief on esports. It's slowly going to be taking over some sports, in my opinion. There's some fun facts to go over there. But like I said, the reason I enjoy, I think esports is going to become the next best thing is because it's action all the time. A little bit of break in between. But like I said, baseball, come on. Make it fun. Guys from who enjoy baseball love it. It, it. We see that's a problem now. The average Joe that you want to go towards trying to entertain, it's not working. 15 seconds, let's go. Bing, bang, boom. In and out. Okay, so of course we got to talk basketball. So let's talk about the the most unrelated one, the stupidest one, because I, I hate talking about him, but we will. We'll talk about Lonzo Ball, and of course we got to talk about his dad, his Orenberian dad. So here's where I was wrong. I told myself I think Lonzo Ball is going to take a big step next year. Big Ball brand's done. He might slowly be done with his dad, but then reports coming out that Big Ball brand will never die. It's still going. They, they got fucked over by a guy, but they're still trying to make it work. Of course, you know, Big Baller Brand's not making enough money. Their shoes suck. It's whatever. But I saw this uh, interesting article, and I had to read it, and I was like, oh, my God, please don't. And, of course, those Chicago Bulls, how shitty they are, want to go after Lonzo Ball. They think the defensive-minded and him able to move the ball is going to be good for Chicago and the Bulls. 
And I said, okay, fine, I can buy that. He's a 6'4", 6'6", guard, long, lanky, teach him some defense, teach him to stay in front of a guy. It's going to you know, annoy him. He's got a good wingspan. He likes to move a ball all around. Okay, fine, whatever. I can buy that. But then I kept reading the article, and then I read this, and this is where I rolled my eyes and said, oh, fuck. Lonzo Ball's dad, of course, LeVar Ball, said he didn't want him to go to Chicago. He said he wants his son to play in Phoenix, and he said he's going to speak it into existence. I guess there's some false rumor that the Washington Wizards were into Lonzo Ball. Then I saw, I heard by Chris Boussard, there's no one in the front office for the Wizards. So who's saying they're interested? There's no GM. There's no office of, there's no uh, uh, president of basketball operations. Who's saying we want Lonzo Ball for Beal? We didn't say that. Where are you getting that from? And that's a true fact. So here's my point. Lonzo Ball, I might be taking a step back on saying I was wrong. If daddy's still going to continue to do things for him, he's fucked. His dad's saying, we're going to go to Phoenix. I'll speak that into reality means one thing. He thinks the Phoenix, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona Suns or the Phoenix Suns, whatever the fuck you want to call them, are a shitty organization, an absolute joke and abomination. Here's why. He thinks his middle son, who's dog shit, who couldn't really compete in a little Latvia league, is good enough for the NBA. His dad sat there in a meeting begging for his son to make the D League, the G League, whatever you want to call it. He sat there in a meeting begging him, hey, give him a shot. Let's see what Lonzo and him can do at the same time. It's in the summer. Why not? Lakers like, no. No. We're not going to do that. And the article of our ball said he will speak into reality that his three sons will play in the NBA at the same time on the same court. And they will take over. Phoenix Suns know if that becomes true and you fall victim to that, you're going to sell tickets for a month and that's about it. No NBA basketball team wants to deal with this. It, you know it's a problem to trade for a player when you, you want to call him in. But before you call him in, you have to ask about dad. That's an issue. That's a high school issue. That's not even a college issue. I hear that shit all the time. I work at a high school. Parents think their kids are the greatest fucking thing. Face facts. Your kid might be just high school good. He cannot touch water into wine. And no, he does not walk on water. I understand he's your baby boy or baby girl, but be realistic. LaVar, be realistic. Lonzo, become a man. I'm sorry, but if you have to call in a, a professional player and say, hey, what about your dad? What about him? Be a grown-ass man and say, what about him? No, no, no it'll be fine. And daddy has to fix all the issues. You're still telling people you're a child and you're not ready for, 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 for uh, professional sports. I could not get that out. All right. I'm done talking about that. I hate talking about it, but I see that. It's annoying. My goodness. I was wrong. I thought Lonzo Ball was going to take a leap forward, but never mind. He's probably going to stay in the same exact spot. Okay. Let's talk about where I was right. I don't, wanna, I don't mean to brag, but sometimes I will. I, I, I said this would be a great nickname for him. And I got laughed at. Like I said, I work at a high school. One of my high schools pulled up to Instagram and said, did you really call Zion William Williamson the bacon of basketball? I said, well, yeah. Why not? He's like, that's a stupid-ass nickname. I go, okay, that's fine. That's your opinion. But let me ask you some questions. Are you going to watch the NBA lottery? 
He's like, well, yeah. I said, do you watch Duke when you can? Well, yeah. If the Knicks drafted Zion, would you watch the Knicks more if they're on TV? Well, yeah. Well, you're proving my point. I like basketball, but it's got this, so now I'm definitely going to watch it. Ah, the lottery is a great concept by the NBA. Well, I'll watch it because Zion. I want to see where he's going to go. Uh, I like Duke basketball. I don't really care for Duke basketball, but Zion's playing, so I'll watch. He's bacon. Bacon makes everything better. Okay, so Sergio, where, where's your facts? Let's go factual here. So it took place on Tuesday. It had 4.43 million viewers. This is coming from sportsmediawatch.com. That's 4.43 million viewers on ESPN. That's up 83% from last year. 83 for one fucking guy. You can talk about the second and third pick. Be realistic. You want to see where Zion's going. It went on to say, when the show was expanded to an hour, 2.42 million. Sorry, 2.42 million. There he goes. And up 37% from 2017. It went up 37%. And it goes on to say, the telecast ranks as the second most watched draft lottery since it began airing as a standalone show in 2003. The 2003 lottery, which aired on ABC, holds the top spot at 6 million. No other lottery on ESPN has exceeded 3.55. ABC holds the record for 6. Zion Williamson holds it for 4.43. Ready for this outstanding number for Bacon? The draft lottery would rank 15th out of the 67 NBA playoff basketball games at the time this year. Yeah, 15, and there's no playoff game. It would rank 2nd. Out of the 74 Stanley Cup games played in the playoffs this year, to watch one 18-year-old kid get drafted. That's what we were watching. This ranked us, and at the end of it, when it, caught, when it started talking about demographics and the age, it said it ranked second for the night on television in all three domains behind the Blazers and Warriors. Sorry, folks. Sometimes I'll admit when I'm wrong, and sometimes I'll admit when I'm right. I called Cody Parkey Parker. Yeah, I was wrong. I was foolish. In this essence, it might not be the cutest. It might not be the fun nickname he probably will deserve besides Zion or Z or whatever the fuck he is. But he's making everything better. Bust or not, you're going to watch it. He was hyped up. For those of you who are saying he's going to be a bust. You're just trying to stand out. It's it's a 99.9% chance he's going to be a superstar if he isn't already. Like I said, I don't want to keep pushing it on you. It's a stupid nickname. It's not great. But the reason I call him it is because it's true when it comes to food. And if you tell me, well, food isn't everything, take a look at America. We're all fucking obese. Bacon makes everything so much fucking better. Hence why it's an option on every fucking thing. I can't wait for Chipotle to start putting it on. Would you like to add bacon? Is that an option? Yeah, then yeah, I'll yeah, here's 350. Take my fucking bacon. Put it on my burrito now. There you go. He makes everything better. He's making anything watchable. People who don't really care for the NBA will tune in to see his very first game. I liked how people want to talk about how it was a conspiracy for the lottery. Let's move on to that. It's a conspiracy theory for the lottery. Wouldn't it be more of a conspiracy theory if the Knicks would have got him? Tell me what you'd rather see. 
Zion to the Pelicans or Zion to the Knicks? Everyone's like, oh, it's a conspiracy because the Pelicans are trying to get rid of Anthony Davis or they might get rid of Anthony Davis. So we feel sorry for him. So that's, that's the stupidest fucking thing I ever heard. If you go to New York and talk shit about the Knicks, good luck getting out there, getting out of there without, without any of your teeth. Good luck. The reason they call it the Mecca of basketball is because people truly pride themselves on basketball. New York loves basketball. Why would why would the NBA want Zion to go to New Orleans? Like my boy Colin Coward said, he's I act like he's my best friend. But he says we already seen that. Anthony Davis, guess what happened? He's 25 and 10 kind of guy. What I don't think he what did he, I think I think he did have one playoff series win. We he's absolutely right. We've seen that. And put them to the Knicks. Oh, Kyrie and KD might sign with them. Oh, no, we wouldn't want to watch that because we all want to watch Zion at fucking New Orleans. It's a small market. I'm sorry, but it's God honest. NBA would love to have three teams dominate. I said it because it's true. The Knicks, maybe four. The Knicks, Boston, LA for sure. And maybe you can throw in Chicago so a little bit of Midwest gets some love. Because be realistic, Chicago, you take out Michael Jordan, we're just another fucking team. I said it, be realistic. If you can prove me wrong, prove me wrong. I'm just saying, but think about it. You have the East Coast, you have the West Coast, and then you have the Central. The NBA would love that. They don't give a fuck about where he goes. They don't give a fuck that New Orleans is losing Anthony Davis. They want him to go to Boston, New York, or L.A. Why? It's a talking point. And I don't mean the Clippers. I mean the Lakers. It's a talking point. You don't think so? Look at the stupid-ass drama in the Lakers. We'll get to that in a little bit. It's a beautiful thing if you went to New York. So if, and I mean if, he was drafted by the Knicks, I would give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, it's a conspiracy and it's rigged. When Patrick Ewing went to the Knicks, oh, it was a conspiracy and it was rigged. Now that Zion doesn't go, oh, now it's a conspiracy because he went to New Orleans. Pick one. Just pick one and go with it. You can't say, well, he didn't go to the Knicks, so it's a conspiracy, but Patrick Ewing went to the Knicks, and that was a conspiracy because basketball needed it. Stop it. It would have been, I would have believed more in the conspiracy hype if he went to the Knicks. I don't know how long this episode's going to be. It might be about 30 minutes, but it's okay. I'm just ripping a rant today. I I got angry about some stuff in sports. I'm not going to hit on everything. Okay, so let's move on to the drama with LA. Oh, God. I got to hear about all the fucking time. Drama, drama, drama. Basketball is going to welcome in the newest housewife with Zion Williamson. It really is. If, if, if you know what I'm talking about, like if you're married or if you have a girlfriend who watches the housewives, like, you know, mob wives, there's real housewives of Orange County. I think I watched that for a bit. I probably watched about two or three seasons. Judge me. You have real housewives of New Jersey. Fucking you pick a state with a bunch of stuck up bitches who go to Target and Starbucks on a daily fucking basis. They're going to put a camera in your face. Why? I don't know. We as Americans, we hate rich people because we're not them, but we'll fucking watch them. <laughs> Isn't that a little funny and a little odd? Anyways, so Zion Williamson is going to be the next housewife on the you know the housewife show. Like I said, they have Atlanta, Orange County, New Jersey. I'm listening a lot of them. Like I fucking watch it. It's pretty bad. Anyways, so they're going to welcome in because it's the new drama show. Welcome to the NBA drama show. I sound like Dickie V, but fuck it. Here's the reason. If let's just say hypothetically this podcast becomes successful, I don't know if it will, but I'm enjoying it, right? It becomes successful. I'm having a great time. I'm doing great things. They're start paying me enough. Okay, here's here's enough for a year's salary. We can hire some of your friends too to help you out. 
I say perfect. They don't say, they don't say, sorry. They say, hire some people to help you out. I go perfect. I'm going to hire some friends. I hire one friend to do the marketing. hire one friend to bring on guests. I hire another friend to do this, another friend to do that, right? Instead of finding the best person who's well qualified, I go out and hire friends. Well, what about the friend who's marketing? He's never fucking done marketing. Is he good at Twitter? Is he good at Instagram? Is he good at posting my face out there? Is he good with an iPhone? Is he good with computers? Is he good with marketing at all? Does he know anybody? How about the person who's supposed to call, email, contact these people that are coming on uh, coming in on Saturdays? What if he's an asshole? People don't like working with him. They don't want to be with him, right? And I hire another friend, right, who's going to oversee the podcast. He's going to be the guy I look towards for success. He doesn't have much success, but I'm going to look towards him, right? He's in my right ear and, the, and some guy on the left ear who has success. I'm not going to really listen to him. Well, why would I bring all those people on who don't know anything about it? Let's start with a friend on the right ear. He's not as successful at everything he does, but he's somewhat successful. He's going to oversee this whole fucking podcast and tell me what to do to make it successful. Sounds like Magic Johnson. He's got other things that weren't successful. He had two TV shows that he quit on. He was a coach. It didn't work out. And he quit on them. Why would you bring him on? If he's a face of the Lakers, make him an ambassador. Don't make him the president of basketball operations. What about the other guy? He's not my friend. He's a friend of a friend. But he's not doing so well of bringing people on on Saturdays. The emails aren't too friendly. The texts and phone calls aren't so nice. People don't really like working with him because he's kind of a snob and he's kind of an asshole. Kind of comes back to bite you in the ass. Remember a friend of a friend? That's who I hired. Kind of like Rob Palinka. He got the job because of, because of Kobe, a friend of a friend. Rob Palinka had no business being a GM. He wasn't ready for it. There's nothing to say he was besides Kobe saying, hey, this is my guy. You can trust him. It's like my, one of my fr- good friends saying, hey, this is my guy. You can trust him. And guess what? He's difficult to work with. Yeah, Palinka's difficult to work with. Multiple sources are coming out saying, yeah, we don't want to deal with Rob Pelinka because he was a total ass when he was an agent for Kobe or he was just an agent for whoever. And people can say it's petty, but trust me, basketball is petty. You don't think so? Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, not petty. Okay. But what I'm trying to get to with the Lakers is just because you have something successful doesn't mean you go out and hire, in air quotations, your brother, Magic Johnson. Your friend's friend, Rob Polinka. Hire successful people. If, and I hope, if and whenever this podcast, if it does, become successful or something you're doing, something you're going out and trying. You're trying a Pinterest, you're trying an Instagram page, you're trying whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, and you're trying it out. And someone picks it up and saying, this is really successful. I would like to be a part of it. Here is money to hire a staff to help you make this better. Don't hire your friends. Unless they're well expertised or unless they're knowledgeable in a certain subject. Does your friend have a marketing background? Hire them. Oh, your friend has a background in fucking making you laugh over a text? That's not a great person to hire. Hire people who know what they're doing. Magic Johnson. 
known as a quitter, but a great basketball personality. Bring him in during meetings. Let him be the star where you walk into and you're like, wow, that's Magic Johnson. Not the basketball operations who fucking quit. Again, you can look. He's quit multiple times. He was great on the court, everything off of it. He's done terrible. You can't give him credit for the Dodgers. I highly doubt he's given any credible information to help the Dodgers out. He owns a small percentage. Kobe Bryant's friend, Rob Palinka, show me anything in his past that proves that he's good enough and well-versed to be a GM. Is he experienced? No. Has he ever done it before? No. Has he tried it before? No. But he did He did help Kobe. Okay, yeah, we can hire him. Just because you're friends or you're close with somebody does not make them a great person to hire. It's factual. Hire people who know what they're doing. I mean, they could have gone after uh, who's who's the Cleveland GM? He's with the Pelicans now, isn't he? It's, uh, I forgot his name. Whatever. He's so he's so good. I forget his name. All right. Like I said, I don't know how long this is gonna last. Uh, let's go with the. Uh, this is one of the last things. So it's gonna be a short episode. I apologize, but it's it's you know hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Okay. So more and more. I've been seeing, of course, everyone's talking about the Kevin Durant injury. First off, if you believed Kevin Durant was going to come back after a couple games, you're stupid. I'm not all-knowing. I've missed injuries. I'm a man to admit it. To think he was day-to-day, to think he was out for seven days, to think he was out for 14 days, after the way he reacted, it's pretty fucking stupid. They put the reports out there that he's day-to-day. He's potentially seeking a comeback during Game 3 or Game 4 of the series. Was for their own good. I don't know why. The fact that he acted like he tore his Achilles means it's a really good calf sprain. You need it. You push off of it. When you walk and when you run, when you push off that toe, that's what it's doing. So stop with that bullshit. Here's the second thing. Everyone, uh, what was it? Was it now? When I make this analogy, don't cut my head off. It's probably not the best analogy, but it's kind of true. Now, stay with me. Like I said, remember, we're supposed to be at a bar having some drinks right now. Stay with me here. Ready? I saw, not saw. I saw plenty of ESPN and Fox doing the same thing over and over again. Are the Warriors better without KD? They move the ball better. They play better. It's not ISO. Stop it. They're the best team in basketball. They added one of the best players, one of the top two best players in basketball. It's not a conversation. And when I say this analogy, stick with me. I could be wrong, and that's fine. Like I said, it's an opinion-based podcast. When the season began, with or without Kevin Durant, where would you put the Warriors? In the finals? Potentially, someone would you say, oh, they probably would have lost in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? That's the beauty of it. Remember when I said the Golden State Warriors needed Kevin Rent to get to the finals and win it? So some of you say, so some of you who really quickly thought, mm, without Kevin Durant, they would have lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now that we've seen what they're doing without him, a lot of you are like, yeah, they still would have made it to the championship. Okay. Thank you for making another point. If you knew the Warriors were going to make the championship with or without Kevin Durant, 
why not have that added benefit of having the first or second best basketball player currently? We all picked the Warriors to win it. 90 to 85% of us probably picked them to win it all. It's like saying this. Bear with me. Is the Dream Team better without Michael Jordan? Think about it. When the Dream Team was assembled, what do we know? They were probably going to win gold. Could they won it without, without Michael Jordan? Yes. Is it a nice luxury to have at the time one of the one or two best players in basketball? It was a lovely luxury to have them. We all knew they were going to make it to the finals. We all knew they were probably going to win the finals. But isn't it a lovely luxury to have that great player to help you easily win it? I mean, think about it. We all kind of guessed and assumed, oh, the Warriors are going to make it again. Oh, the Warriors are going to win it again. And isn't it a nice luxury to have Kevin Durant to push you through? It it could be a terrible comparison to you. I kind of find it somewhat true. The next thing going on with Kevin Durant. The poor guy, the Warriors are proving, we don't need you, right? The earlier argument with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green is true, right? We don't need you, even though Draymond was the first guy to text Kevin Durant, but then he's the one saying, we don't need you, right? We did this without you. And since the injury, things aren't going his way. The Warriors look better. They look more like a team. The ball's fluid. It's moving. People are having fun. And they're coasting through the Western Conference Finals. And they're into the championship now against the Raptors. Okay. Poor Kevin Durant now. Just like LeBron James. The whole argument at the time was Kevin Durant, even though he wasn't in the conversation, that's a story saying that Kevin Durant knew if he wouldn't have a championship, he wasn't in the conversation of championship conversation or greatest of all time conversation. It's just factual. So he went the LeBron route. I'll go with the super team. The mantra is in order to be the greatest of all time or to talk about championships, you had to have one, play it for one, or win one, right? He went out and did that. So did LeBron James. And what did the, mon- what did the narrative change to? Oh, you had to go out and go to the super team. And I understand Kevin Durant did the exact same thing to a 73-win team. They lost. He put him over the top. Facts. But here's why I feel sorry for Kevin Durant. If he stays and wins four, five, six more championships, he pulls a six-peat, seven, eight-peat with the Warriors, there's an asterisk. And if they win it without him, there's an asterisk. He doesn't win. He's not staying in Golden State. He's on Twitter beefing with people because why? A, it's his right because he's a human and we all hate people talking shit on us. I get a little eh when I hear people talk about my podcast still. I got to get more, you know, like it's all about my podcast today, right? Enjoy it. Anyways, I still get a little eh. I'm not confident in it. I got to start buying in. I'm human. I get critiqued by it. I'm human. He is human. He listens, he sees, he watches. He's kind of like Santa Claus. He cares what people think. We all do. 
he's leaving Golden State. It's a lose lose whether he stays or if, it's a lose lose whether he stays. If he continues to win, Golden State didn't need you, bro. You went to a seventy three win team, bro. And if they win it without him, see, they never needed you, man. They never needed you at all. I think he could end up I was thinking about this, he could end up with the Clippers. And here's why. If he ends up with the Clippers and they go on to represent the Eastern Conference, uh, sorry, Western Conference, uh, Western Conference in the finals, what's that mean? He beat out Golden State and he beat out LeBron James. What else is there to do? And if he goes to the East Coast, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, he's in the East, so he took the easy route. LeBron James did the same thing. People were going to find an excuse for everything. And I wouldn't be against him going to the East Coast. Fuck it. If it's an easier league, easier road, and you can get a four-peat, five-peat, fuck it. Do it. But I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the Clippers. He beats out the Warriors and LeBron James both in one try. And you know whoever the fuck they face in the finals is not going to be testing them like that. So I could see him going to the Clippers. It's just a random thought, but it's out there. But Kevin Durant for sure is not staying. He's not. There's no win to his legacy. There's no win to him. But the poor thing is, if if he leaves and he doesn't win, people are going to see, see, you're not good enough. I feel sorry for the guy. Hey, I applaud you for leaving, and I applaud you for leaving again. It's going to be good for basketball. It's going to be good for him, and if he wins titles, it's under his name. And when he wins that title under his own name, he will finally be recognized as a guy who carried a team. I think he, I think he has the ability. I think he will, but I just don't know where he's going. He's go- I, like I said, I could see him going to the Clippers, just knock out, kill two birds and one stone every year. Actually, it would be three birds, one stone. Warriors, LeBron, championship. Boom. Knock them all out. My prediction of the day, opening conversation, I guess my prediction of the day is Steph Curry's going to win the finals MVP, and I'll tell you why. I was like, well, duh, he's so good. If Steph Curry's so good, where's his finals MVP? I'll wait. Okay, you've had enough time to Google it. He doesn't have one. LeBron, Shaq, Jordan, Magic, you name a great player, legendary player, they have one. Andre Iguodala has one for holding LeBron James to 35 points in a series. Steph Curry, he will get one, and here's why. We're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. If it gets talked about enough and people start recognizing, <gasps> it's going to be it's going to happen. I mean, James Harden's next for the MVP. If Giannis didn't break out as a, such a great player, James Harden was going to win it. I mean, look at Russell Westbrook. I'm going to use it time and time again, but it's a great fact to bring up. Triple-double and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant leaves him. It's, he's a talking point. Triple-double. Haven't been, haven't seen that before. Well, haven't seen that in a long time. Sorry, we've seen it before, Oscar Robbins. But... We haven't seen that in a long time. Got to give it to him. Do you know what he averaged again this year? Is he in the top three? Top five? Oh, if you look it up, yeah, he's in the top 10 for MVP race. Oh, and he averaged a triple-double. He's probably gained less than five votes this year. So, no, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters if you're getting talked about. 
remember when I said it's the housewives, the NBA housewives. If you get talked enough, talked about enough, you'll be brought up in awards. Great quote from Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. And they are building up a pedestal for Steph Curry's finals MVP. Barring no injury, he will win it. Unless somebody plays out of their absolute mind, but I'm sorry. He is going to win it. Why? It's a conversation point. It has, it's being brought up. It has to be. They're playing it up. Uh, uh, you know what? He gets a pass on a lot of things. I'll end on this. He gets a pass on a lot of things. He's not even the best player on his own team right now. He's a great leader. I said, uh, I think last year, because we're coming up on a year in my, uh, you know, year anniversary on the show. Yay. But anyways, we're coming up on it. Uh, he, he was a great alpha. I said, Kevin Durant was a great best beta. I think slowly Kevin Durant's turning into an alpha. And he, once he wins a championship with his own, he'll be cemented as an alpha. But Steph Curry gets a lot of passes. Hits the three. Shimmies has fun. Helps recruit Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant gets all the heat. Doesn't win a finals MVP. Doesn't get any heat. I'm just saying, the guy gets a lot of passes in life. I like watching him play. He's fun to play. But we can't, you know, you can't criticize this guy at all. And he gets passed underneath the radar all the time. And good for him. I like how he does it. He's still going to go down as one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but he gets passed underneath the radar for everything. So, Steph Curry, congrats on being a finals MVP, barring no injury or some crazy uh, happenings, but I'm pretty sure you'll win it. I have the Warriors in five. I I think the Raptors will win one. It's kind of like when the uh, Cavaliers won a game. I think there was like 3-1 or 2-1. and the, the The Cavaliers won it, and everyone's thinking, come on. Why'd you win that game? Let's just get the sweep over with. Let's be done with it. You kind of prolonged it for another year. Why another game? Why'd you do that to yourself? So I think I got the uh, Warriors and I got the Warriors in five. So there's my prediction. I don't think uh, anybody picking the Raptors is kind of going for clickbait. I, I'm sorry I said it, but there you go. If you're picking the Raptors, you're going for clickbait. If you're picking the Warriors, you're kind of logical. And once again, we agreed that before the season before the season began, we all picked the Warriors with or without Kevin Durant. Anyway, so that's all I have. Am I right? Am I wrong? Let me know. I don't care. Zion Williamson is baking. Kevin Durant is leaving. He may be going to the Clippers, or he might be starting a fun dynasty out east where he can reign his terror all over the east. But without eh, – I'm just going off guesses here. Anyways, let me know where I was wrong. Let me know where I was right. I told you why I was wrong and right today. Let me know if I get anything else right. So without further ado, everybody, hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you're enjoying the Saturday episodes. I'm working hard. I'm emailing quite a bit to get more and more people to come on the show, and I hope to have more on. I hope you're enjoying the topics. If you have a topic you're interested, you'd like me to find someone to talk about on a Saturday, shoot me an email. It's in the box below. Check out the description box of this episode. I'll catch you next time on this guy and dog of sports. See ya.